listening to Inclusive AF with Jackie Clayton and Katie Van Horn. Can you continue that song for me, please? Can you? I think we should just sing the whole episode. Mm, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance to all of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we want to say hello yeah. to our millions of fans. Welcome to the woo, woo. Inclusive AF Podcast. My name is Jackie Clayton. And this is Katie Van Horn. And we are not singers. <laughs> and we're not singers, folks. Just At all. Mm-mm. Yeah, just clarifying that right up, right up at the top of the episode. Um, I'm really busy right now, Jackie. I am ordering Pizza Hut because you forced me to. Listen, um, everybody's got to eat. Everyone has to eat. But like, I guess what I want to know is like, do you order this triple chocolate brownie or the cinnamon yes. sticks as well? Like, I mean, there's so many things to consider. I just don't know. Yeah, and that, that um, chocolate chip cookie, fabuloso. I would probably go with the triple chocolate brownie if I, if I had my yeah. druthers, if I was feeling like ordering that type of thing. Oh, I, I can get a, it. and why do they have Pepsi and not Coke? You literally have to stop talking about pizza. <laughs> 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 All right. Focus, focus, Katie, focus. All right. So what I want to talk about today, Jackie is return to work. But I want to talk about it from the perspective of all these people that keep saying, let's do it and why that's a bad idea. Yeah. And what they should do instead with their lives. (laughs) (laughs) With their whole lives. I just think it's important. People need to recognize that for some people, especially marginalized people, work from home has been awesome. For every person, (laughs) for every person. It's been awesome. There's, there's got to be some people who aren't into it. I just don't know why. Who and why? Go. They should just go away. <laughs> yeah, just join a club. Like we're saying, go to a okay. gym, the YMCA. Okay, so let's truly discuss. So getting back into the work. So I actually had a conversation with someone the other day. She's in New York City. She actually is out of New York City. She moved to the suburbs. And part of the reason why she moved to the suburbs was because COVID. And so she's like, Hey, this is our chance because everyone's working from home. Well, then now she's looking for a new job because her company has decided we're going back to the office. And like, what's the tipping point for a company to say, you know, this actually doesn't make sense to force people to come back to the office and, you know, force them to be kumbaya in an office if they don't want to be. And right. then you know, we, we've had this life lifestyle change now for what two plus years, if not more. And you to recognize people when you go back to work, right? <laughs> and and I'm not wearing pants. I'm wearing. I'm not wearing pants ever. You cannot Joggers. force me to. No, joggers only. That's right. Joggers only for the rest of my life. No, I think that's um, a good idea. But I mean, the thing is, it's like all the only people who are saying that are like people on the exec team like, oh, I'm so excited to see the whole gang back together again. And the, what we found out during the last couple of years in the in the before times is that <laughs> it's not really a family. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's I, more like a family than we'd like to admit some families. But, okay, pause right there for a moment. 
if you are in HR or any of the people functions, so TA, whatever it might be, stop saying that your company's like a family. Please. Yeah, please don't. Please stop it immediately because they're not a family. It's a place yeah. of business. That's right. I would say it's like a community. It could be a community. Community works. It's That's not fine. a family. No. It I just feel like be. No. I just feel like when people say that, it kind of makes me feel a certain way because I it worries me because there's a connotation there that like how you interact with your family, either you go super casual because it's your family. Right. So I'm going to touch you or I'm going to do the things or I'm going to whatever. And it's cool. We're family or we're going to go out drinking and we're going to do things that we shouldn't right. do together as work baits because we're all family. Or we're drinking together. Unearned loyalty. Oh, yeah. My family is not going to just fire me when things get tough. Like, uh, you try to yeah, they will. Some. But it's like, well, if you were my family, why would you say, oh, we might not make as much money next week. So instead of trying to make it work, I'm going to just throw you out on the street. Right. And it's not very family like to pull people into the office that are appreciating that <laughs> they don't want to be small. there. Or maybe that is like family. That's exactly like family. It's like your freaking cousin's wedding. Like, I don't want to freaking go. But I have to because <laughs> it's my cousin. And we're family. You have to come to Easter. You have to come to Easter, <laughs> Christmas, even if you don't want to go. Yeah. Because you're your family. Yeah. You're going to spend a lot of money on your therapist because you're family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I mean, only me? Oh, just me? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Am I the drama? Um. But it's like, it's, it's the thought of it. Try, don't even try to make it into a family. You can't. You, no. I, and I, we don't have that close of a relationship. You are not my brother and my sister. I'm only going to give you so much. And trust me, you don't want people acting like that. No. You'll have fights in the middle of the living room. People fighting over the remote control, stealing mm -hmm. your food and your clothes. You but I also think family. the family thing is also interesting to me because I think for the longest time, and I think we all, I mean, every single person probably listening to this, every person that's been in the workforce has felt this way. You spend so much time at the physical office that there is this, I spend more time here than with my own family. You know, like that's that why concept. though, because you hate your family. Right. That's why your work shouldn't be family. Right, but that's what I'm saying is like, <laughs> I think that the, the whole idea of people coming back on site and, and working from the office, there is this piece of it that's the, I don't have a social life or I don't have anything outside of mm -hmm. this workplace. So I'm going to call you family. And I'm not saying that like, oh, you're, you know, a big jerk face. If that's the case, I think that's what we have been groomed to do in the workforce is that yep. you do have your social, you meet your husband or wife or whatever partner in the office. And that, you know, how many stories do we know about that? because that was where you spent the majority of your time. Yeah. And that's also where you kind of lean towards the family thing. And, you know, you're on the softball team for the, for the office or whatever. But I think there's just a certain thing. And for me, there's also the piece kind of talking about, you know, the equity piece. There is the, I would rather have everyone on a call versus like some people in the office, some people at home, because that just creates a, an equitable environment where, people on the phone aren't going to get heard and right. you know, it's just not an equitable environment. And so that's the other piece for me, just from a pure logistic logistics perspective, but it's not a family. 
Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. It's absolutely not. And right now we're seeing like... I think I I read a statistic, but it was just talking about the amount of people that don't want to go back into the office that they had surveyed. It was like 70%. But then there's organizations like mine at Textio where we're like a fully distributed team. Mm -hmm. We don't have a headquarters. We're not, we're not remote. We are distributed and there is a a difference. Um, And I think it's really important that we go back to making sure that our employees are okay. And this just is exactly why people hate being in a corporate environment because it's like, you're forcing me to do something I don't want to do. You're forcing me to do something because it benefits you, not because it, it benefits me. And so I think, you know, we do need to look at distributed versus remote, like, not an organizational mindset, but more of a, you know, like an arrangement. When you're mm-hmm. distributed, you have to think of a new way of collaboration to get things done. It's not just remote. And and some people just haven't been able to figure it out, and they need to. Right. Instead of saying it's going to be better. And because I can't imagine an office is going to be 100% back in the office. Somebody's not coming back. Well, and I think, you know, I, I do like some of the environments that they're doing like a hybrid situation where it's like you can come in, and you don't have to come in, that kind of thing, which, hey, that's great. But there is still that piece of of why are you even having this conversation? Like, it's also like so many companies got rid of buildings, got rid of certain things like that. Yes. And so there's also that piece where I'm like, how is this going to work? So why do you want to pay money in an office and you don't know how many spaces to have? Right. But I, I will say, and so we're doing this at my office. Um, we are doing a uh, stipend, an internet stipend, mm-hmm. which I think is a great way to just like, again, kind of equalize the playing field a little bit. But we're not planning on ever bringing folks into an office. Like we have a corporate office in California, but that's not the plan. And I, I love that because, well, A, I don't want to move to California. Right. Um, but B... <laughs> I, I like that we're able to recruit from so many different states. Yes. We haven't looked outside of the U.S. yet, which I need to, we're working on that. But I love the idea of, you know, we are in all, like all of the corners of the U.S. at this point and now kind of working our way in. And that also just helps from a diversity perspective. Like we're getting these amazing female engineers. We're getting these amazing people that are just coming in the door that we probably would never have even considered. And, you know, I think that's the piece too, that it's the consideration of folks that, you know, we just, as you know, we just talked to our friend last night, Robin, we love you. And she was talking about her husband, you know, having a job from his, from home that, you know, two or three years ago, he wouldn't have been able to work from home. And like what, like how that has been just a game changer for them that he's able to do this from home. And, and I think that's the piece too, that it's the who are you missing out on? It it goes back to diversity for me from a, who are you missing out on? Yes. And it's, who are you missing out on? And 
what is your impact within the community? I mean, it's like my favorite joke walking around town in Waco when people are like, oh, where do you work? And I'm like, oh, my company um, started in Seattle. Uh, 50% are in Seattle and the other 50% are evenly distributed. And it's like, I just spend my money here. Right. And there's, you can change a full community. It's not just the one person besides giving them a wage and giving them an opportunity to get a job that they don't have locally. Cause I live in, you know, Podunk, I mean, excuse me, Waco, Texas. And there isn't, it isn't the next Silicon Valley. It is not. It is no. not the. It's not the next Silicon Plain. No, it is Silicon, not. You know, Terrace. And no. I work at startup software companies. That's my shtick. But I do it from here. And I think both. I think I'm an asset to other organizations because I have a certain skill set that's really valuable. But I also have the skill set of working for remote and have the benefit of have had been working remote for about ten years. So I get well, and also you have the skill set of being from a small town. Yep. Knowing how to do recruiting in a different way because you have to think about different ways of recruiting folks when you are in a small town. Right. Because they're it's, not here. So, yeah. That skill set no. isn't here. And right. it's just like people don't think about you can have a bigger impact. Like it's really great if you want to support um, you know, all these different communities or owners or get vendors that come from underrepresented groups. But how about just Detroit? <laughs> like, right, right. You can change and have an impact on that community. Right. And and what an impact it will be like to your point. I mean, like I'm going to use Waco as the example. Okay. okay. Um, so, you know, obviously Chip and Joanna have their show there. They do. And what an influx of humans you've had into Waco, right? Bringing in jobs, bringing in money, bringing in even if they're remote workers. And I watched the show, as you know, avidly. And there have been so many folks that it has been, oh, um, you know, I work at for such and such company or whatever it might be, and I'm going to now work remotely from here and they build these amazing homes and then they spend their money in the community similar to what you're saying yeah and that's the part that i'm like why would you not want that like and we have none of the traffic whatever. i mean they're mm -hmm. about to have a whole network a whole news network here um and what's cool and what's kind of funny when you do live in a small town is like there was an organization, it was for startups in Waco and they were giving headshots. And the photographers are like, oh yeah, we were recruited. We used to, we came from LA for Chip and Joe and we worked on, you know, cinematography for this and that. And now we just want to stay, but we're not going to be working for them anymore. And so you get like, oh, I've got this fancy pants photographer taking my picture that wouldn't normally right. do that or just different connections to different things. Right. But I, I, I feel like, you really do. If you're, you have a brick and mortar, you also don't realize how limited you are by the talent mm -hmm. because right. you only do have that community. Like you, there's full technologies. When I was doing research on Python, which is a, you know, technology and a lot of people are using for AI software mm -hmm. and a majority of people that use software are on the West coast and in within the Silicon Valley region. And so if that's something that, that, you are using your resources are limited if you go into a brick and mortar and right. you're in you know indiana where are you going to get the people from 
where are you going to find the people? And and I think that's that is the piece that also like keeps coming up is people are looking for very specific skill sets. And unless you're in a Silicon Valley, unless you're in one of these fancy schmancy, you know, New York, where it might be not fancy schmancy, but you know what I'm saying? Um, why not open up the playing field? That's also where you're going to get more diversity. And yep. I just, I don't know. I, I know I'm an odd duck when it comes to things like this, because I just want to um, get good people. Yes. Oh, but Adios okay. Mio. So, I, I, Dios mio. Um, <laughs> so other than like, okay, return to work. What are the other things like? So I think you know, obviously, the actual location. So many people close their offices or shutter their doors or whatever, and yes. you're like, that has to be an expense, a capital expense that folks want off the books. So why not let folks work from home? Um, right. But I also let's talk, you know, you, you mentioned kind of up front and then I poo pooed you, but the leveling the playing field from the, you know, uh, people of color, underrepresented people don't want to go back into the office. Yeah. And I want to dig in on that a little bit and tell me why. Because like if I, it's funny, I can work at my at home by myself and I don't feel othered. I might be the only or in different situations, but it didn't feel like that. Like I, I you know, had an opportunity to feel comfortable because um, I was in my own space, which makes a big difference rather than feel like have that representation every day of being the only or feeling othered or marginalized. And, and I, it's not just, it, you know, it's all a lot of underrepresented because it's not just being black. It's also being damn near 50. And I don't want to go to a happy hour after work every day <laughs> or I don't want to <laughs> shoot with all the people or I, you know, heck, I, I, I woke up at two o'clock in the morning. I might as well do some work and I could figure it out later. You know, that's part of what I, I can appreciate where my work can stand for me. And it's not all of those extracurriculars and political games that people have at organizations that I have to do in order to fit in. I think that's a big thing. I, yes. And I, I, what I'm wondering, and I mean, I'm hopefully someone from like HBR or somewhere is doing this study. I am curious to see how this will impact promotions. Yes. Because we know that historically it's been the squeaky wheel. It's been, you know, whoever has gone out to those happy hours that no one really wants to go to right um it's all of those things and so it is the how is that going to impact promotions if everyone has the level playing field of working from home you might be surprised to know that not all serial killers are straight cisgender white men and the victims of true crime are not a monolith either she's wendy and i'm beth and together we host fruit loops serial killers of color a true crime podcast Together, we take deep dives into the true crime stories about marginalized and minoritized perps and victims that often go untold. We also provide the context and nuance that these stories deserve. At Fruit Loops, we're serving up true crime with a side of history, society, culture, and some fun. Listen to Fruit Loops Serial Killers of Color on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
right? And right. I, I'm hoping it will. I'm hoping it will have an impact. But I also think, you know, I know we had this discussion early on in the pandemic of, you know, don't make people turn on their cameras and don't make people um, show their homes, you know, because some people are working from a, an office that is really their bedroom or whatever it might be. And, you know, I think that's such an interesting concept too, because that I think has shifted where people are like, no, 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 let's all be on camera. And I prefer it more from the, I just want to see people's faces. Um, Right now I have a blank wall behind me, but that is soon to change. Um, But like, I love, I I think there's tools and I'm glad that Zoom and Teams and some of these others have created tools that block out your background. So you can still be on camera without showing off your unmade bed. (laughs) You know what? You know, I will tell you, I do have a bias. It freaks me out when people, their office is in their bedroom. I'm always like, why? Because I'm always like, what are you doing? Like, is that your bedroom? I feel weird. I don't know. And I, I know some people don't have that space. I do. I do. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Like, if you were, if you were in the office, right? If you were in the office, you couldn't just like hide behind a wall. At some point, you got to see people, right? And I think that's a piece that is also, it's just interesting because, yeah, it is how do you, um, how do you shift that narrative? I don't think it's weird if someone's calling from their bedroom because I just am all like, hey, just wherever you can land. And I think it's also because so many of our friends, both, yeah. both people in the couple, if they are married or are together with someone, both of them are working from home. And so it's like, well, hey, the office is being occupied by my significant other and I'm over here in the bedroom just trying to take calls. So right. I don't think that's like, for me, it wasn't a big deal. Um, so I, I mine, so I don't have that bias, but I think for me, it's just, I just, I'm such a connector from the, like, I want to look in someone's eyes. Yeah. So that's the big thing for me, but like the, what's actually behind them. Other than when they have a really cool belief sign or when they have a executive <laughs> producer that right. comes and pops it every once in a while. Um, I'm a little shocked. I haven't seen him today, uh, um, but that's well, okay. Yeah. The executive producer is doing something to the grass. I don't know. We'll see. Stay tuned. It should be exciting. Okay. Okay. Please, <laughs> please keep all of us posted. We are all very riveted. Yes. Um, anything else you want to say about working from home versus being in the office? I just think that you should do a survey and like give people the option. There are people just consider, just consider that there are some people that don't feel comfortable going back to the office or feel more comfortable um, having the opportunity to um, work from home. And the thing is, it's like, feel like you're going to have a little bit more retention, especially those that don't want to go back to the office. They're not. Okay. They're just, no, they're not, they're voting with their feet. Yes. And And so they're going to leave. They're going to leave. You're going to lose really good people because the very amazing folks have changed their life. And, and I know they're like, Oh, from a production perspective, the production has gone down. If you trust your people and you hire good people, that's not going to be an issue. And, you know, it's the, I am all about like, look at outputs versus like, Hey, are they working from between these hours? Like flexibility overall is such a yes. huge 
piece. And so like, just that's, the, I, I know we were going to, you know, chat about like benefits and perks um, at some point, but that's one of the things that I like that for me is like flexible time, like just work when you can work and get your work done. Like, that's all I really care about. Um, which I don't think is the same. I don't think everyone feels the same way. I'm just like, Hey, get it done. That's all. I mean, all I right. think there's some places that are going to, and there, there are some places where they want to go back to work, but do it for your people. Like figure out what's going to make the most sense for you. Don't do it because some other company is doing it. Right. Amen. Yes. Agreed. So summary of the story, do a survey, ask questions that are not biased or, or, uh, leading the witness in that survey, <laughs> um, and listen to your employees, do it, do it. Do um, it. What else? Anything else you want folks to hear from this episode? I love you. I always have. I always will. All right. It's time for Pizza Hut, people. We've got to go. Very All right, important friend. stuff. All right. Thank you for listening. This is Katie Van Horn. And this is Jackie Clayton. Uh, bye. Bye. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called Can I Offer You Some Feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding, or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com.